suit up, strap in, warm the tires, and leave on yellow. Time for the Mitsu Times Podcast. Presented by MitsuTimes.org, the home of the fastest Mitsubishi cars. With your host, Josh. Hey, what's going on, guys? It's Josh from Mitsu Times. Today, my guest is the man himself, Mr. Jeremy Keys, the owner and driver of the Killer B Evo that you see tearing it up at the shootout. How are you doing today, Jeremy? Doing great, man. How about yourself? I am fantastic. I'm still riding the high of the shootout a little bit. Um, uh, you know, I wish we could do that more than once a year. Yeah, absolutely. I, same thing, man, riding the high and then also kind of eating that uh, that hard pill yeah. at the end of the shootout. But uh had a great time. Uh, man, it's always great to see you catch up and stuff since you're right. We only do it once a year, you know, so it's uh, it's good to see all the guys and stuff. I mean, I think 99% of my friends on Facebook – are guys that I've met at the shootout <laughs> or haven't haven't ever met. You know what I mean? Just just Evo enthusiasts yeah. and stuff that and stuff. So I, even this year, I met a couple that I've probably been friends with on Facebook for probably four or five years. And uh, this was the first year that I actually got to to meet them because either a I can't make the shootout or they can't make it and stuff. So I got to to be introduced to some quote unquote longtime friends. Yep while i was out there this year so it was, it was a great event something about the the tension of the stock appearing class just makes for a, a red light final every year it seems <laughs> yeah um god bless mike rubin I mean, <laughs> I, I, what a what a great dude uh we raced him last year and uh he he definitely had the fastest car last year i mean he had his beat for sure we were we were literally stressed out the whole time last year and you know my race mate uh, matt franks they were in the uh the semifinals. i was waiting for whoever the winner was and uh old mike rubin red lit <laughs> it was like you know so we, we came up with a crappy name for him i mean he's a good dude we we talked back and forth but we started calling him red light rubin <laughs> and stuff <laughs> and then you know, fast forward a whole year, and then not only does does Matt red light against Mike in the semis, then we were talking mad shit in the pits, <laughs> and, then, and then I got a little excited and and red lit in the finals. So it was like, I guess, you know, I was like, I I guess we're the red light race team. Then, <laughs> damn, you didn't let out though. We still gave him a race. I, yeah, I, love yeah. That. I mean, it was it was disheartening, though. That I I didn't realize what a hard pill to swallow that was because I've never. I mean, I, I race all up and down the East Coast, and that's literally the first time I've ever red lit. Oh wow! And was, it, yeah, and it was it was pretty devastating. It, it, it was fun at the end. You know, I went and saw him. We watched the final races afterwards and stuff, and and even at the end of the race. Mike ran over to my car and he's like, what in the hell? And I was like, <laughs> you know what, dude? I think we just owed you. For last year. <laughs> so we so had it coming. Me. Yeah, exactly. Uh, good awesome. spirits, man. That, that the RR team over there, those guys are great guys. I mean, if, and, and quite frankly, if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't have been in the finals anyway. Uh, I mean, you saw us Friday night, ripped a whole trans out, yep. T case out. And, uh, 
naysayer, one of their mechanics diagnosed, I had a bad clutch top hat and, uh, luckily those guys over there race hooked me up with, uh, he just so happened to have a rebuilt spare on hand. And so slapped it in, uh, bright and early Saturday morning and was back on the track by Saturday afternoon. So, I mean, realistically, if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't have been in the finals anyway. So, and that's what I like, man. That's, that's the thing about the shootout is, you know, there's a lot of like drama and stuff that kind of surrounds a shootout depending on, you know, what group of people, you know, and hang out with. But for the racers, I think like the actual true racers, man, there's a lot of camaraderie and a lot of absolutely like Evo spirit and, and teams that are really just there to compete, have fun and stuff. So that's why, you know, now that I'm retired and out of the military, like I'm going to be hard pressed not to make it every single year, even if it's just as a spectator, like my race cars down, you know, I'm going to go out there, support the spec ops race team right? that goes out there. And, and, but I just love the environment and all that stuff. So yeah, it was, it was a good year this year, but again, hard pill to eat there in the final. <laughs> Well, I mean, just the fact that you got it all back together, I think that really shows uh, a testament to yourself. I know a lot of guys would have just thrown in the town and said, well, that, that's my weekend. Right, right. Well, and I, I, I had a, when I was there in 2015, um, I was there trying to three-peat the stock appearing title because I won it in 2013, won it in 2015, or I'm sorry, 2013, 2014, Came back in 2015, had a catastrophic failure in my first qualifying round. And so, I mean, I know what it's like to, to get there, put all that work and effort into getting to the shootout, and then literally not being able to compete yeah. and stuff, and just looking at your car for another three days and stuff. So, yeah, we were, there was no doubt that we were going to try to figure something out. Even if I had to, like, go get a new clutch altogether, throw it in there. Uh, but luckily, it wasn't a trans issue yeah for sure you know but but yeah we were gonna fight until the very end i mean there was no quit in us until there was no other options so and if you're from one of the six clutch companies that support the shootout um make sure next year you bring some extra parts yeah no kidding uh i've been running quartermaster for probably the last or five years and stuff and uh yeah i said luckily luckily old rafe had a a a, a rebuilt one in his shop or i'd have been i'd have been screwed well jeremy let's talk about the setup on the beautiful killer b evo as it sits today yeah this has been a, a long work in progress i bought the car in 2010 and uh when i bought it there was like a couple little upgrades done to it i actually looked at like probably 10 other cars i looked at the yellow this car first the killer b first and then uh it had some modifications on it and i'm like ah, i don't know you know who touched it i looked at a bunch of others and then actually wound up buying it and uh from then it's been kind of finding the weakest link and then just building and going faster. So the way she sits now is she's a standard 2.0, 
Um, she's got a Dover head uh, with some GSCS3 cams in it. I, of course, run the Almighty FP0 turbo. I have, um, so when Spec Ops Motorsports was a thing, uh, we did some R&D for the FP0 when it came out. And when Toxic Fab was around, they made a single scroll flanged uh, tubular exhaust manifold for it. Oh, no kidding. So, yeah, so I have the only, from what I know, the only Toxic Fab tubular manifold that is a single scroll for the FP0. Then I've got a dog box. Um, I actually run a stock intake manifold, which is usually a surprise to people. Usually think they like, you know, you need all that extra air and stuff. And uh, what else, man? I, I so I started Spec Ops Fabrication this year, kind of a, a spinoff of our team and stuff. So I yeah. made all the titanium parts that are on it. So the uh, it's got a titanium upper intercooler pipe, lower intercooler pipe titanium uh, full race exhaust uh titanium four inch charge pipe and some other titanium odds and ends and stuff uh i've got a lot of uh, one of the the controversial things on the car at least for some folks is i've got a uh, a dry sump a magnet dry sump on it and the reason why that's on there is the engine I had before, before we just recently built it, man, I I would fill a catch can. Like, I'd do a quarter-mile run, and I'd fill a giant catch can with oil every single run. Oh, no kidding. Like I just, I had so much crankcase pressure, and I we tried venting it. We tried sealed catch cans. We tried sealed and vented catch cans. We tried venting the block. I mean, we went through, like, this whole myriad of things, man, and could never get the cards not to fill up a catch can full of oil. And so you're just like, all right, well, I mean, you can't fix it one way. We'll fix it another way. So <laughs> I kind of bit the big bullet and uh, got the Magnus dry sump. And that thing is freaking amazing. You think it's, stuff. are you saying it's controversial because of the stock appearing? Because of the stock appearing. Gotcha, I've had gotcha. uh, a, I've had a couple of people like it, it rubs them the wrong way. It's like there there are rules <laughs> in racing, right? So I, you know, it's my belief that if you're a true racer, you read the rules and then you follow those rules to a T. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's like if it doesn't say anything about an upgraded oiling system, then I can put whatever oiling system I want in it, you know? And that, that's up and down the line. I mean, a lot of people think that these cars are built for, like, like the shootout's the only race of the year. Right. It's like, dude, I race, like, literally all year long. Yep. You guys are one of the stuff. few teams so, out there hitting it, seems like, every weekend. Oh, man. So, but, yeah, so the dry sump, I, it, it rubs a couple of people the wrong way, and I don't know if it's, you know, is it stock appearing? I don't know. Is is freaking short route intercooler piping stock appearing you know it's like you, you can go down the rabbit yeah. hole yeah you, you know what i mean you can go down the rabbit hole is a is a four inch intercooler stock appearing you know it's not so i mean i don't know i don't know 
But, you got to get the most out of the rules, though, just like you're saying. Yeah, I mean, it, and I'll be honest with you, is, is the years go by, what people are doing with these cars and how fast they're getting. You know, I post a 155-mile-an-hour um, slip with an FP0, and people are like, holy shit. You know, how, how are stock frame turbos you know, running low nines at that type of speed. And it's right. like, well, it's because, you know, with advances in understanding how to tune a car. I mean, I've got, I believe, one of the best tuners on the planet in Matt Franks, you know. And so then me doing all the mechanic work on it and stuff. So I, you know, we test and figure out, you know, what best works for the car. You know, every car is different, but we have been able to, like, go down. So if a dry sump makes my car run faster, then a dry sump is what it needs. Because, again, we tried a million other things to get the car to go faster safely, and it wound up being that that was the next evolution of of what the car needed. Right. It's more so about reliability than it is about speed. Well, especially when you're, uh, you know, you're, you're just a disabled vet you know it's like my pockets aren't deep you know right. what I mean? so like when when i buy it's it's needs to last necessity yeah and it needs and it needs to last i mean you know when we tune the car you know we believe it or not the car's tuned very conservatively very conservatively like it's got a lot more you know in it but and you know i mean we gotta we gotta make next weekend's race too so, uh, buy when we buy parts and install them, you know, we got to make sure that they're the right ones and I'm not buying the same part five, six, seven times right? and stuff. So I'm, I'm very particular about what I buy, who I buy it from. I usually talk to the people like when I bought the, the sump, I mean, I called Magnus and I'm like, Hey, this is, you know, what do I need to do? This is my problem what do you think you know don't try to try to sell me a part you know what do you think and they're like i mean to them it was like yeah it makes sense that this would be your next your next option for sure and stuff so at least a company like magnus you know it's not going to just drag your chain around so they can put some money in their pocket right exactly and that you know i again I, i choose parts based on who who owns the parts too you know you can't like Dan Mergenthaler, I run as much of his stuff, Evo spec stuff as I possibly can, you know, cause he's a genuine dude. And, you know, he's, if I ever had a problem, which I literally never have, um, you know, that guy is, will go across the world to, to make it right. You know, so people like that in this community, you know, you need to support them as much as possible because they're, they're doing it right the first time. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Definitely. And, and, you know, to your point, they're standing behind the stuff they make. So you got yeah, to get behind those people. Yep. But yeah, that's pretty much the, the car, man. I mean, I, I guess I can't say I, I've got the ILR no money shifter on there, too. I mean, I can't forget my boy Hoy Tran Absolutely. out there and stuff. You know, it goes back to I had an incident in my daily driver where I money shifted and sent rods all through my trans 
rock and stuff. So, uh, you know, I, I can't believe that I raced the car now in retrospect without well, that shifter yeah. in it and stuff. But, uh, cause I do, I do race my other one every once in a while when I don't tell the wife. <laughs> um, but now, but now even the blue one's got a, uh, uh, an ILR shifter in it. So, but yeah, that's the car, man. She's, she's went from, uh, uh, when I bought it, I originally bought the car to be a show car. Oh, really? Um, well, yeah, when I came, so I came to Fort Bragg in, in 2009, uh, I was changing over from an infantry guy into, um, special operations and, uh, I had brought with me, I had a 1996 Eclipse. It had a 420 Alpha in it. Oh, yeah. That I, that I put a Treadstone Turbo kit in it. And, man, it was fast and furious. I mean, it had like a 20,000-watt stereo system in it, seven TV screens. Like, it was obnoxious. And uh, the neighborhood I moved into... Um, Matt Franks lived in the neighborhood and he had a black, uh, 2005 Evo eight. And, uh, you know, so we, you know, the, the DSM Evo, you know, we became friends pretty quick, but then I realized I was like, man, this car is fast, you know? And, and even then I think he had like an FP red on it. So, you know, it, but compared to my, you know, eight PSI, little eclipse yeah like his car was a monster felt like a rocket ship yeah so i was like man i, I need i need me one of those <laughs> this you know I, I wife and three kids and and trying to you can't haul them in an eclipse and so that was the the sell to the wife was i was like babe i get this four-door car right got a little turbo in it and you know i'll still have a family car but then i can also make my show car and stuff. So I did all the all the show car scenes around Fayetteville and stuff. Uh, and it wasn't until I was driving down Rayford Road. I think it had like a stock eight turbo in it at the time. And this girl in a silver Evo pulled up next to me and started like revving. So I was like, oh man, I got her. You know, I'm I'm a dude. <laughs> I got, a, I got this awesome stock eight turbo. This chick killed me on the streets. No kidding. Like, oh man. Come to find out she had a, uh, I think she had an FP black in it. And, uh, so I got home that night and I called Matt and I'm like, yo, this will never happen again. <laughs> what do I need to do? And so Matt kind of started it, uh, it went from a show car, put an FP red in it. Got it used from uh, one of the dudes that used to hang out with the Spec Ops Motorsports guys. And then I still never raced it, though. I still never took it to the track. It was still more of a car show thing, but I just didn't want to be beat by a girl on the street anymore. <laughs> well, we went to the track, the local track at Fayetteville, and my buddy Matt was racing. And, uh, the guys are like, man, take your car on the track, take your car on the track. And I've never, never went from a dig, never, you know, never did any launching and stuff like that. Right. And, uh, 
this 16 year old kid that used to be a hang around, he, he showed up and he put a, a sticker on my car. You know, the sticker you buy when you do, uh, when you go and do test and tune and stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. So the 16 year old kid's like, he's like, Jay, you don't, you have no excuses now. It's like, ah, crap. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I think I went out, I think I, I ran like an 11, five, 11, four or something like that. But man, that's that's all it took. Yep. Then I was like, well, eleven four. What do I need to do to to be a ten second car and stuff? So yeah, that, that put the bug in me, man. It just goes it downhill from there. Oh, yeah. Yep, <laughs> that was the bug and stuff. So since then, the car's been through uh, a ton of transitions. Uh, it went from a red to a black because they were like, "There's no way you're going to get in the tens." You know, because it, it, it's a full street car. I mean, mm-hmm. It's always been a street car. So we put a black on it, and I got a, a two three stroker motor in it from uh, MA Performance. I abused the crap out of that motor for like six years. Never changed the rings. Barely, like I beat the crap out of it, and it stayed it's kept true. All the way up until I just decided to to go to a two o when I got the FP zero. Wow! And matter of fact, the two three guts that were in the yellow car are now in my blue car. Dang, it's really living yeah. on. Oh, because it like I don't know what MA did and stuff, um, but yeah, I I abused the crap out of that car, and that <laughs> motor was awesome. Um. So yeah, I had the FP Black, uh, fastest. Uh, I finally broke into the tens. Uh, September seems to be my lucky my lucky month. Um, in 2012, I ran a 10.9. And how'd that like, feel? I tell you what, it was it was amazing. But <laughs> once I hit the tens, <laughs> I quickly. Like I went from a ten nine, you know, and then you you run a ten eight, and then you run a ten seven, and so we got the car all the way down to the fastest time I ever ran was a ten point zero zero three seven, and I could not get the black into the nines, like I it didn't matter what we tried to do to the car we tried adding timing i i got to the point where i was like i don't care if we blow this motor up just gotta get a nine 10.0037 was it then that was right about the time i was i deployed right after that and then one of my race mates back then he had an fp black and he ran like a nine 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 seven while i was deployed and I was like, you dirty. <laughs> that was back in the four so days got, where people were really duking it out over those numbers. Oh, man. So when I got home, you know, I had a little bit of deployment money in my pocket. And so that's when the, the zero came out. And I was like, all right, well, it's the biggest stock frame turbo you can put on the car. So let's let's do that. And then... That was when 
September of 17 is when I ran my first nine. And then it's been a chase to the eights since then. Man. So I wanted to go back, Jeremy. You said it was between this yellow car and another car. Why was it? Was it? It had to be an Evo because of Matt Frank's Evo, or that was you looking at other cars at the time? All right, so here's a dumb story, man. <laughs> I'm going to tell on myself a little bit. So I had the Eclipse, and uh, I also had – my wife had a van so we could carry all the kids and stuff in. Mm-hmm. And so I I went fishing one night. I took the boat, used the van to carry the, the boat out. And while I was fishing, the uh, the keys for the van uh, were in my sweater, and then the sweater wound up in the lake. And so it was like 2 o'clock in the morning, and my wife had to come get me. Ugh. And at that time, my three kids were little, like two in a car seat, and then my oldest – was old enough not to be in a car seat. But then there was my wife, and you obviously you can't leave him at home alone. So my wife had to come get me in an Eclipse because that was our only other car. Oh. And, uh, and, it, and again, it was like 2 o'clock in the morning. <clears throat> so they drove all the way, and, and well, I was like two hours away from, from the house fishing. And so my wife had to drive, drive the three kids all the way up to get me and then on the way home i had to sit in the back seat of an eclipse between two car seats so that my daughter could have the front seat with a seat belt and then my wife drove us home in that <laughs> and that and was I the was final like, straw that was it i was like we have to have a a car that can hold five people and again, Matt's car was, you know, it, it, it was awesome. And I loved, I loved Evos from before, um, before I, when I had the Eclipse and stuff like that, it was just, um, but yeah, so that, that story was the final straw. So I told the wife, I was like, that's it. We're getting rid of this car and, uh, I'm buying an Evo and stuff. So that's how, <laughs> See, after being... that's how that came about. After being at Fort Bragg so long, I assumed once you guys got done with your training, they just gave you guys all Jeeps because that's what it seems like. I also have a 97 Jeep. There it Wrangler. is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the wife bought me the Jeep Wrangler as my uh, retirement gift. Okay. And stuff. So, so I waited. didn't have one. Yeah. You yeah, waited. Yeah, I waited. <laughs> But that is a fact. If you're if you're on Fort Bragg, you either have Challenger or damn Jeep. Yeah, I was supposed to go to school in uh, Florida after I got out. Um, I was going to go to a Roush Racing uh, mechanic school with UTI. Oh, killer! And so the wife was like, "Hey, you can't be in Florida and not have, you know, a Jeep." And I was like, well, you know what? You're, that sounds exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> Whether it is or it isn't, it sounds exactly right. So, yeah, she bought me the Jeep. And then, uh, unfortunately, I wasn't able to go because I had to have shoulder surgery. Um, and then immediately followed up by a full knee replacement. 
oh. and stuff. So I got the yeah, I got the Jeep, but didn't uh, wasn't able to go to the school and stuff. So, well, Jeremy, I want to talk about where the name the Killer Bee comes from. Obviously, it's yellow, but also you know the graphics and everything. It just it, it really pulls like together a great brand, if that makes any sense. I, I got to know where you came up with the name. So before the B was on it, um, if you look back at like 2012 and stuff, it used to have like the, the taxi cab scallops on it. Uh, when I bought the car, it had the typical Sparco, like the big list of stuff down the side of the fender. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then it, and then it had this scallop across the whole car that had evolution eight on the back of it. And uh, so it always looked like a taxi cab, and I hate, I hated it because, <laughs> you know, everyone would give me shit. You know, hey, God, hey, can we can we get the taxi? And it's like, bro, it's not a taxi. Like, stop. <laughs> and then we were uh, we were out at the racetrack one day, and uh, all of a sudden, man, there was like this swarm of bees that were just hanging out at, at the car, and like we couldn't get rid of them, and. Uh, I can't remember which guy on the team back then was like, oh, man, they just like the killer bee. And I was like, oh, I like that. That's it. That's it, the killer bee. And so and that's how it stuck is uh, uh, some, like, bee swarm hit us at the track one day and they just would not leave the car alone and stuff. So we're like, yeah, the killer bee. And uh, I've got pictures of it now, like, same thing bees for some reason love the car <laughs> and stuff and they'll come hang out and uh the graphics for it um i'll probably get in trouble for this but i, I stole that graphic from somewhere on the net like i was looking at a bunch of uh quote-unquote killer bees and uh i didn't want one that looked like like the dodge type thing i didn't want a super bee yeah and stuff and uh i found that one it was like a uh like a bug killing place some like term terminix or someplace and uh i saw it i was like man that's a pretty it's a pretty cool ass bee so i took that bee and i had one of my buddies um kind of altered enough that i wouldn't be straight stealing it mm. and then uh and that's that's where the B on the car came from, which is weird because when I started Beeline Performance in 2018, I wanted a brand new, a brand new B. And so my daughter, who's pretty artistic, I told her, I was like, hey, I need a, I need a buff B, but I want a turbo as a stinger. And so she actually came up with the Beeline B. But that B never made it to the car just because, I don't know, the B on the car, just it for some reason, it just fits how it looks and stuff. So yeah. I just haven't had, yeah, I just, it, it, it looks perfect. So I'm like, well, I'm not going to, I'm not going to transfer the B line B on there and stuff. But yeah, the killer B, she was, she was literally born from B's trying to like, catch a ride down the quarter mile like we couldn't get rid of them that's awesome and stuff so yeah so it's so it's stuck now everything's killer b i love that 
These days, everybody has a draggy. Well, there's a website called racemeanywhere.com. It has leaderboards for different types of vehicles that you can get added with just a draggy screenshot. There are also periodic events that use a different metric to rank the submissions sent during the event that have real payouts. These events could be a 60-foot, quarter-mile, or a 60-130 to mile per hour. Check out the website, make a profile, get your car or your cars added, and start making money from what you're already doing anyways at racemeanywhere.com. Those kind of stories like that where, you know, the nickname has a, has a backstory that's, you know, really pulls a car together. I, and again, I'm glad it did too. Cause I think that, you know, it, it took, we, we took it and, you know, we started, uh, I have a buddy who owns a, uh, a tent shop. So he's the one that like, uh, it's Invictus, um, aesthetics here in Fayetteville. And he, uh, like he got all the graphics for it. He did all the graphics for it. He did the, the honey bee comb down the side. Um, he did all the, the yellow carbon fiber inlays on, in inside the car. Like once it, once it really got a name, I went full nerd with it and, and just like encompassed the whole car in this like yeah. bee theme. Yeah. That's awesome. I, I, I couldn't love that anymore. I just, everything about it is, is just perfect. You talked about having, uh, you know, starting from the, the 16 G, the stock turbo, then going to the red then the black. And now you're on the zero. Why have you stuck with the stock frame turbo over all the years? So that's a, that's a good question. Cause I and believe it. Or not, I've been asked that a lot. Like why have you not jumped up into bigger classes and stuff like that and i think it's because i love the power it makes i've i've loved what i've been able to get out of a stock frame turbo um it's i think it's just it's literally i've I've got to the point where i'm just like trying to figure out the 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 limits of it, how far I can go. And I just, I love the turbo. Like I love the stock appearing. I love how fast it spools. I love how fast it goes. Um, and so that's kind of kept me there. I think trying to, you know, the, the stock appearing class um, has also kept me there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the car has been literally purposely built for that class like even though i race a lot of the other um events up and down the east coast at the end of the day it's a stock appearing drag car right so every decision that i've ever made is to keep it within the limits of stock appearing because when i started racing stock appearing in 13 and 14 that was a huge class like there was probably you go to stock appearing there'd be like 16 cars racing and so that was the other thing too is like it was it was a lot more competitive way back then Mm. you know and that was back when um i think i won in 13 with a i was running a 10-2 um and i was back with the fp black and so 
I just love that class. Um, that being said, last year when I went, there were five people in stock appearing. Yeah. This year, I think there was seven, but then only like. Like, well, this year I didn't. I didn't even race to get into the finals. Like that's the crap part, right? Like I, I got a competition buy to get me into the semifinals. Well, then I had a buy run because there was an odd number of um, competitors in stock appearing, and so I literally went to the finals without having to race. Mm. And so now. I don't, I think this is my last year of stock appearance. Starting to lose its luster. Starting to lose its luster. And, and I'm going to, I'm going to hate how this is going to come out, but there's not enough competition in it. Like mm-hmm. Mike Rubens, the Mike and Matt Franks right now are the only competition for, for stock appearance. Yeah. You know, so do we want to, go out there and race each other every year like it's it's and plus i've won it three times <laughs> again i hate how this is sounding because well, i'm I mean, not this plus you guys are, or, you guys are yeah you, you know, and matter from the same team so you, you know i see what you're saying it'd be nice to to spread it out and see spec ops take more i mean you guys had brandon take home a, a nice runner-up so i see what yeah, you're saying yeah well we created that team this year too so that was like another kind of deal that next year when we come, you know, we've already started having talks of like, Hey, let's, let's have everybody in different classes and mm-hmm. let's see who can compete in what and how well we do. You right. know, if, if Matt decides to stay in talk and stock appearing, you know, Matt's going to murder stock appearing. I might bump up to street eliminator next year. Um, Brandon's going to stay Q32, I think, or Street 32. Street 32, yeah. Uh, yeah, we've got Mike Garvey out in Texas. You know, I don't know. He might do uh, an index class. You know, we've got, you know, a couple other guys that are on the team. It's like we want to have them also competitive in whatever lane they go. For sure. But it goes back to it. It's literally all about the shootout. You know what I mean? So we want to go out there and, and and have somebody in each class and and compete against all the best of everyone else and just see where see where we stand you right. know we've we've done really well in stock appearing so now it's time to branch out and see you know how well do we do against some of the other guys no I, yeah i think that's that's what makes the most sense is you know try to have instead of spec ops take home one class or two class to spread them all out and take home the entire event yeah that would be uh that would be sweet because i know that it would it would upset <laughs> some individuals that are there at the shootout and it would make it even a little sweeter absolutely so <laughs> So, uh, Jeremy, I wanted to talk about, too, um, you know, you, you've had this car for a real long time, and you've been able to buy another one and kind of start a, a more uh, toned-back build. But you think, looking back, all the experience you've gained the last uh, 13 years owning this car, that you would build this car the same way? 
The answer is absolutely. Um, I don't know. Cause as I thought about this question, I was like, I don't, man, everything that we did was so intentional and with, with such a purpose and, and then we would just max out the way that, that we did everything. I don't know that I would change anything. Mm. A lot of the stuff that's on the car, uh, some of it was like happenstance, you know, finding somebody in North Carolina that had tubular subframes for dirt cheap, you know, and then jump on them. It's right. like, oh man, I got to have those. Um, <clears throat> so I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know that I would do anything different at all because the car runs so well that I don't, like, I can't imagine going, going back. Like, well, you know, what's crazy. There's some parts on the car that have been on the car since 2010. Jeez. Like, the, the, the S3 cams that are on, on it are, like, the first cams. Like, I've only bought one set of cams for that car ever. Wow. And it's the same, oh, ones, they're the same ones that are on it because, you know, it's again, it's like, okay, what are the best cams that, that you can buy for these cars? Yeah. You know, and they're like, oh, GSC S3s. I'm like, bet. That's what we're buying. Throw those in the car. The For them to have lasted the, that long, I mean, you've you've definitely got your money's worth on that. Definitely got my money's worth out of those. Uh, the I got ISC S2 suspension on it. Um, we got the custom spring rates way back when and same i think that was 2011 i bought the the suspension that's on it and those are the same ones that are on it so yeah everything that we we bought i, I probably would have bought a dog box a lot earlier than i did because mm-hmm. uh i've probably bought four dog boxes <laughs> in the time that i've owned that car uh with you know, destroying trans and, and destroying T cases and stuff like that, pushing them to the limit. Um, but yeah, I, I absolutely don't think there's anything that I would have done different other than buying parts sooner than I did. That's awesome. Stuff. You've probably, well, that's the bonus of, that's the bonus of the other car. You know, yeah. I, I bought, I bought the car because I needed it. Uh, I needed a daily. I was deployed, and I used to have a uh, a bug. I had a, a seventy two bug. Oh, nice! And my my wife accidentally burnt it to the ground. Oh my god! When I was deployed, <laughs> so when I came home, I didn't have a daily anymore, and you know I was kind of grumbling about it. And the wife was like. Like, hey, you know, you've got all these freaking parts, Evo parts all over the garage. I think she was joking. She's like, you should just buy another Evo so you can get rid of all those parts. <laughs> and I was like, huh, say less. So I found I found the blue one in Virginia and I paid like I paid like eight thousand dollars for it. No kidding. Jeez. Yeah, it 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 ran, but it ran like crap. Um, but I didn't care about that because I had the two, three stroker kit literally sitting on, on the shelf. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I bought that and, and 
everything that's been upgraded on the yellow car, it gets bastardized down to the blue car. So the blue car sits at like 600 horsepower, runs tens. Gets all the hand-me-downs. Um, but it's all hand-me-downs. It is. It's, it's the it's the redheaded stepchild. <laughs> um, but she's awesome. My, my wife drives it 10 times more than I do. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so it, it's, that's why I, I don't think that I would change it. Cause I said that the yellow car has been purpose built and I think we did it right the first time, you know, there was some trials and errors, but like, even those were like small ones mm-hmm. and then, you know, all those extra parts and stuff got transferred over to the, uh, the blue car. Like one of the biggest things we tried is like the STM uh, 650s came out, mm-hmm. uh, their their Kelford cams and stuff, and we we tried those in the yellow car, uh, and it wasn't that we didn't like them; it was that it was an unfortunate event of like the car wasn't running right, and so we didn't get the full benefit out of them. And so we went back to the S3s, and then I rebuilt the motor, and everything worked fine. But then the blue car got a brand new set of STM 650s. So that's kind of how stuff like that worked out. Like we tried on the yellow car. If it didn't work on the yellow car, we put it on the blue car and just okay. keep it that way. Well, that's yeah. good. Keeps you from wasting your money. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So you hinted at it a little bit, Jeremy, but I want to talk about what the future holds for this car. I mean, we talked about it a little bit at the shootout. I know you uh, you talk about how built this car is to go faster than, than a stock frame is going to take it. So what do you foresee as the, the plans for this car? So the way that we built, I mean, the motor's got like aluminum rods and it's got a custom K1 crank and it's got custom pistons in it. And so, I mean, the motor has always been built way above the means of the turbo. And I am an FP loyalist. Uh, So when I was at the shootout this year, um, I pulled robert young aside and i was like hey (laughs) this is probably the last year i'm doing stock appearing you know i want to probably bump up to the next class you know what what turbos best for me and stuff so we threw some ideas around and whatnot and uh you know i'm also talking to the guys too you know like hey what do you guys think the next one is you know do i go super 99 do i go you know how far how crazy do i get mm-hmm. and stuff so we haven't quite we haven't quite narrowed down what turbo i'm gonna go with um but 100 percent an fp turbo and and a manifold built by you i'm definitely gonna uh, build my own manifold um just because a I can and then I think it'll be a great learning process I've never actually made one yet mm-hmm. uh, so it'll be a lot of good learning and trial and error and whatnot but yeah I think I'm going to go forward facing with something um, as big as I can possibly get but then still have good power you know mm-hmm. I'd love the goal is like a, a, a low 
eight. I would love to be able to compete in a World Cup finals. Absolutely. I'd love to, um, and not only compete, but be competitive. You know what I mean? Uh, I I'm, don't have any grandiose ideas of winning. I mean, those dudes are monsters. You know, I'm just a dude who builds stuff in his backyard. Right. But I want to be competitive, too. You know, I'm, I'm very competitive natured and stuff. So I think I have, you know, our team can definitely make something that would be competitive and stuff. It's just it, this car's been stock appearing built for so long that it's going to be weird to kind of change that focus into, all right, how do we how do we get into eights, you know, low eights? Mm-hmm. I don't ever think I'll be a seven second car. That would be nice, but you never know. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, to see. World Cup Finals. I, I, thing. I mean, uh, you know, you've you've talked about World Cup. You know, we talked about it in person, but I, I really feel like everyone's goal should be to make the big race at the World Cup. Yeah, that's that's really where you put on the big show. You know, thousands and thousands of people there just for you guys to be there in front of the crowd and to see that spec ops sticker on the back windshield, people are going to be like, wow, who's these people? Right. And that's, you know, building the brand is kind of a thing that we talk about a lot, you know, cause we're not, we're known, but not known, you know? So I, I would love to build a, a, a competitive evil. I think I looked this year and, uh, I only saw like three, three evos that were on the list yeah. and I was like, Oh, that's, that's depressing. I was like, okay, well they need to have four then. <laughs> and I need to be on the list, you know, and, uh, race mate, Brandon Mal, you know, we're talking about getting his one G up at the world cup finals and stuff. And then, you know, maybe Matt decides next year, like, okay, it's my turn, you know? Yeah. So same thing. It'd be great to have, you know, four, spec ops race team guys up at, at world cup finals and stuff if, if nothing more than just to to represent north carolina and you know the special operations here and stuff definitely and, and people are coming from all over the world to that race you know shipping cars from south africa and stuff like that so to to you know put that on the world stage is just i mean that's really an achievement yeah i need to go i need to i want to go to just see it because you know this these last two years have been really the first time i've ever been free to kind of pick and choose a schedule you know mm-hmm. i don't have any more deployments in my future you know i don't have any of that stuff going on so you know we want to go check out like florida 2k uh one of our uh team members mike garvey he races uh he's going to try to race texas 2k this year he's going yeah he's going through the nhra um paperwork and stuff to get his car all you know certified and stuff so he can run texas 2k so we want to go down there and support him and kind of figure out what that part is because you know those are pretty decent events as well so if we could have representation in all of these kind of big events and stuff because you know most of us are retired you know, doing this as our, our quote unquote hobby right. and stuff. It would be cool to see how all of those work. And then, you know, do we purposely build, you know, do we take my blue car 
and be like, all right, we're going to make a half mile monster out of the blue car, you know, or something like that. I'd be good. Got got a lot up in the, uh, a lot to juggle around work with. Yeah. It'll be fun. I'm actually trying to get my wife to race the blue car. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Uh, Cause again, she, I swear she drives it better than I do and stuff. So, um, Hold on, I was like, yeah, we're going to start putting you in like 11-0 index classes there you go, to, get yeah. you, to get your feet wet and stuff. But if we build like a half-mile monster and stuff, I want to make sure that she's the she's the pilot for that <laughs> and stuff. So we'll see. That's killer. I love that. So, Jeremy, you've been in the Evo game for a long, long, long time, and you've seen uh, different trends come and go, different uh, part suppliers come and go. If, if someone out there was building, let's say they have a, a pretty close to stock Evo and they're wanting to go a little quicker, what advice would you give them for their build so they don't waste a bunch of money um, or, or make some mistakes that maybe you or some other people that you know might have made over the years? I think, uh, so I'll try to give like maybe three or four. I think the first one is having a goal. Right. So when I had Beeline Performance, you know, they I'd have people call me and they'd be like, man, I want to make like 800 horsepower. And I'm like, eh, okay, what does that, what does that mean to you? Mm-hmm. You know? Um, and so I think, I think being goal oriented, you know, like for me, it was, I wanted to dominate stock appearing, you know, so that, that was a goal. And then you just kind of build to make that goal. You know, if you mm-hmm. want to run, I want a nine second car. Okay. <clears throat> these are the parts and pieces and things that, that I think you will need to get there and stuff. Um, 800 horsepower, you know, I'm, I'm weird about horsepowers because I, I, I hate that. If I'm being honest, man, I don't, I, I don't even know how much horsepower my car makes. Right. That's... Never, never been a horsepower number guy. So I, I, I literally have no idea how much my car makes. Yep. I know how fast it goes. I don't know. It was like I want to make 800 horsepower, and I'm like, I don't even know what that means. I love I, the uh, the shirts that you see around the shootout and World Cup, where it says, uh, "What's your dyno sheet trap?" Yeah. I love that. Yeah, that. Yeah, because I, I I've never. I mean, we, when uh, Spec Ops Motorsports had a dyno, we used it, but we didn't use it for numbers. I mean, you know, just we, we used right. it to, to tune the car exactly. Yeah. So I think my number one thing is is to have a goal. Um, and then number two is having a relationship with whomever is going to build and whomever is going to tune the car. Um, because that, that matters, you know, um, there's shops out there that will take your money because you're just some random dude Mm -hmm. you know or tune your car and not give a crap about how it drives from stoplight to stoplight you know they'll they'll tune it wide open throttle but then don't care about how it drives so i think having a relationship with whoever's going to build your car and whoever's going to tune your car is important and then, man, buy, I think my final one is buy trusted parts. 
right? Don't don't buy eBay turbos right. <laughs> and don't buy, you know, crappy fuel systems and, and stuff like that. Like really, really dive into, you know, if you build a relationship with a good shop, then trust that that shop knows kind of what they're talking about. You know, my biggest frustration when I had my shop was, you know, what double pumper should I buy? You know, and I would like hands down, well, you need to buy an Eagle spec double pumper. Well, you know, I heard about, and I'm like, well, then stop, you know, don't <laughs> ask my advice. You know, I'm telling you what I know it, for yeah. a fact. Yeah. I know for a fact what works. I, you know, I have, I've installed and have had to uninstall so many inferior parts that I only recommend superior parts and stuff. So I think trusting, trusting guys that actually know stuff, Mm -hmm. like don't go asking hard parkers about race stuff. Don't, you know what I mean? So I think that would be my advice or, you know, just be in the scene, you know, like go to, go to, go to the shootout and talk to guys, you know, when you see a, a badass build, you know, Hey, what is, you know, what parts do you run and stuff like that? You know, emulate, emulate the guys that are, that are doing it and doing it right mm-hmm. and stuff. I think that would be my advice to those that are building. Pay attention to, to what people yeah. are breaking. Yeah, don't be afraid to ask. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's you know, most of the community is is super cool. You know, we don't. I've never. I don't know that I've ever had an unanswered question. You know, and I still have questions. Mm-hmm. You know, I still don't know everything. You know, so stuff's yeah. changing all the time. Man, that's fast too. You know, it's like computers. It's like you. <laughs> Three weeks later, there's something out there that's bigger and better right. and stuff. And then somebody's already tried it and have figured out how to make it work the best and stuff. You know, that's the guy that I want to talk to. You know, is that something that'll fit my program, fit my goals and stuff like that? So, I mean, you know, I follow my I follow my own advice. You know, that's why I talk to guys like Robert Young. You know, I'm not talking to some schmo about turbos I'm, I'm talking to the guy right which one do you think is best for me you know how i race the car you know what i do and and whatever robert says that's the turbo that's going to be on the car yeah you know what i mean just because he he's the he's the man As so he, you know he starts off a lot of his advice well if it was me all right well that's exactly what i'm doing because yeah <laughs> that's all you have to say yeah yep yeah, man, that'd be that'd be my advice to anybody who's who's building and stuff. It's just just look at those guys that are doing it right. You know, the Ben Hotchmans, the 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 Rafes, you know, the RRT guys, the mm-hmm. boosting guys. They they have they all have it figured out. And so, you know, what are they doing? And and emulate that as best you can. You want to? It sounds dumb, but again. I, I don't want to sound if you want to know how to do stock appearing if that's your goal then you need to see what 
Mike Rubin's doing. You need to see what Matt Franks is doing. You need to see what I'm doing. And that'll build you a badass stock appearing car. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I, people have said it many times on this podcast, you know, what's your advice? Talk to the people who are out there being successful doing it. Yeah. Talk to, talk to the racers. Exactly. So Jeremy, what events can we see the killer be in action for uh, the rest of this year and into 2024? I think the rest of the year, uh, this year, we're going to focus on. So, I, man, I was so disappointed when I messaged you the other day, and I was like, world record. Because I thought for sure that that was it. Um, and so I think we're going to focus the rest of the year on trying to run that that 9-1 with the setup that I have. Yeah. Um, That's killer. And, again, if, yeah, if it takes the rest of the year – uh, we're gonna we're gonna figure it out. My 60 foot right now is absolutely killing me. Um, we're pretty sure that it's my, you know, 13 year old suspension. <laughs> um, so we're we're gonna again we're gonna go back to the drawing board to try to like try to figure out some stuff and try to get the uh, the world record, the actual world record for a stock frame turbo. Hell, man, you probably break that one, and then somebody else will come out, well, what about this one? God. Oh, my God. Uh, Yeah, you know, it's funny about that is I'm telling you, I asked for years. You know, I I, I have been on, you know, the FP. I've been on all the four, you know, and just, you know, what the hell is the record? And all I ever heard was 9.44. And I was like, there was a rumor of a 9.33, but I could never find a slip. I Mm -hmm. could never find a video. I I could never find this, this thing. So I thought nine four four was it and stuff. And so and even talking to, you know, some other people, they thought that was it. So I was like, okay, I'm not the only one who thinks that this is the this is the line in the sand that needs to be crossed. Then when I crossed it, and then it was like, Oh no, this is it and it's like boom, everyone has this information that nobody had, you know, a year ago. So or but it's whatever kept quiet about. You know. Yeah, I've got the fastest zero, I think. I haven't seen an fp0 faster than my time yep i think you're right um there. yeah not only you know quickest et but mile per hour for sure um but the goal has been forever to you know i always write on my on my hashtags you know eights or bust like i would love to run an 899 with the zero mm-hmm. if i can cut a 1360 foot it's happening if i can cut a 1460 foot it's happening so that's what we're going to focus on for the rest of this year. And then next year is changing the turbo setup. Um, definitely going to the shootout again next year. Um, we always hit the uh, streetcar takeovers. Um, they run two of those, two or four of those a year around here. They go to, to Z-Max and they also go to Rockingham, which is our home track. Uh, gonna hit the import face-offs. They do two of those a year around here, so we're gonna hit those. Love those. And then uh, we do a lot of the local events. Uh, we go down to Darlington in South Carolina. They host a lot of uh, uh, street car shootouts and stuff. Uh, and then I said, if I could, if if by a miracle we can slap this new turbo in, and I start seeing low eights then i would i would love to out of nowhere 
try for World Cup finals next year. Heck yeah. Um, I think that's I think that's the 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 race we're gonna put up on the board and be like, all right, that's what we're shooting for. How the hell do we get there? Yeah. You know, and then the the team will all Backwards come together plan. and be like, all right, yeah, all right, here's what we here's what we need to do, and then it, it'll be full force trying to get there. Because I think if we prep, if we if we shoot for that, and even if we miss it next year. It'll definitely make us extremely competitive in the shootout next mm-hmm. year. Yeah. So um, I think that's the plans for next year, man. Just just continue to get out. We we would love to build the team some more. Um, you know, because we've got we've got an Evo ten. We got a bunch of you know Evo eights nines. We've got a one G DSM. We got an STI on the team. Uh, we've got a Stinger. <clears throat> on the team and stuff. So we're, you know, um, so yeah, so we want to grow the team too. You know, um, we have this philosophy, you know, uh, and we say it all the time that two is one and one is none, you know, and and bringing more people on the team brings more knowledge and expertise Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, changes our perspective in a lot of the ways we race, you know, uh, so, yeah, we would love next year to, to, to build, you know, we're going to stay import, you know, right. We're not going to have Mustangs and, and <laughs> crap like that on our team and stuff, you know, and I don't, and I don't know if we'll have any, I'm not a big Honda fan, but you know, we'll see and stuff. I'd love to get more Evos, love to get more DSMs. Uh, we've got another, 1G DSM guy that's local. Uh, he's been a friend of ours for a long time. He's finally getting his car together Killer. and stuff. So we might be bringing him on as well. We'll see. Um, but yeah, man, that's that. That's the future. Love that. So Jeremy, where can people uh, find and follow uh, the Killer B on all the social medias? So one of my biggest faults, man, is I'm not a big social media guy. But on Instagram, uh, if you look up Spec Ops Fabrications, it's spelled just like that, Spec Ops Fabrications. That's where I post all of not only the stuff that I'm doing in the welding world with, uh, you know, custom Evo parts. Um, it's also where I post all the videos and things that we're doing with the car. Um, I do need to get better about post stuff like that we do have a facebook page uh, spec ops race team has a spec has a facebook page if they just look up spec ops race team uh we try to keep that updated with everything that we're doing builds uh upcoming events stuff like that uh so that's another place to go and yeah man that's it awesome well jeremy i know you got a podcast What's that? <laughs> Check us out on your podcast. Right? Yeah, that's right. Uh, we're going to get all the, uh, well, we're going to try to get most of the Spec Ops guys on here for a group one, but we're also going to do a separate one with Brandon, a separate one with Matt. Well, hopefully I haven't reached out to Matt yet. I was going to wait until uh, after Brandon and I did one so we didn't just have Evo, 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 1G back to back. So spread it out a little bit. This is me today. He was like, Yo, I did it. I'm like, hell yeah, dude. I, I love it for him. He deserves it. Yep. 
he uh he sent an update right here as we're talking oh nice jeremy i know you got a lot of people behind <laughs> you uh you know helping the race team and helping you push your car and um you know you got matt as a tuner and you got a bunch of other guys doing the you know helping you out with the wrenching and stuff is there anybody that you want to give a, a shout out to well, holy crap if it wasn't for so my wife and i have been married for i swear to god like 60 70 years at this point <laughs> um we were we were junior high sweethearts no way so yeah bro so we've been married We've been married forever, so uh, uh, my wife is my my backbone, my rock, Robin. Um, I love you, and uh, if it wasn't for her putting up with all of my crap and late nights, and like she's never ever given me shit about going to the track if uh, something breaks, you know, and I'm stressing about the money, she's like, we'll figure it out and stuff. So uh, yeah, she's my. She's my number one cheerleader and definitely uh, someone that deserves a lot of so um, awesome. credit for putting up with me. And then, uh, yeah, man, the whole the whole Spec Ops race team, we, we get together all the time. Uh, Brandon, Tim, Mike, Devin, Holden, James. Uh, we, man, at a drop of a hat, if I need something, uh, they cruise over and, uh, and we get stuff done. Uh Robert Young, I, I've said it a million times, his mentorship and, and you know, advice and guidance throughout all of these years uh, has been, you know, irrepro- I, I couldn't have, have asked for a, a better guy out there um, to support some of the things that I've done um, in racing. I mean, he, he's come through, you know, when I've, when I've, destroyed a turbo you know the guy you know, call him up and he's like i got you like same thing anytime anytime i've ever needed anything he's been there right away dan mergenthaler that guy when he had the yellow evo i was constantly hitting him up hey dan you know same when i said you know get advice from the guys that have done it mm-hmm. dan was one of those guys that i would call and be like hey what do you think about this what do you think about that you know i'm trying to do this and uh same thing as busy as dan is you know with with running evo spec and and being a family man and stuff like that he uh he takes time out of his busy day and and squares me away with whatever i'm trying to figure out no matter how dumb it is (laughs) uh i didn't talk about him much but like trevor at shep um he uh he's a fellow vet that works there at um shep trans and when i was having all of my t case uh dog box issues and trying to get that stuff rebuilt and stuff he was awesome when it came to getting my stuff squared away same thing answering a bunch of questions um found out i was running the wrong t case in the race car and run like basically i was running a stock t case in the race car and a racing T case in my blue car. Oh, really? And didn't even didn't even realize it. Uh, sent him the serial numbers on the T cases, and he was like, "Bro, what the hell are you doing?" And I was like, "Shit, didn't know." So, you know, stuff like that. Got to swap swap them out so I could have the right T case in the right car. It's one of the maybe downfalls of having two Evos, but <laughs> but yeah. So Trevor at Shep was was 
huge when I when I had this last really big blowout where I destroyed the rear diff, dog box, key case, uh, tried to give it all the torque, and I, I paid the price and stuff. So that's it, man. Just uh, just the guys in the community, you know, even you know, guys that are competitive. You know, Mike, I met him last year, Ruben. I'll give a shout out to him and his team. You know, when you find people that are competitive, it makes you better. You know, so like we went into this year, like we, we're gonna go down there and we're gonna destroy Mike Rubin. You know, as much as we love the Dukes, again, he has the most humble, cool ass dude on the planet. But then on you know your competitive side, but we want to crush him. Right. <laughs> you know, so that's, like that's having, the mentality having, you gotta have. Yeah, having people out there like that that uh that that make you better and stuff. So yeah, definitely shout out to Mike Rubin and his and his guys. And then man, I, I cannot go without saying, Josh, that that you fucking deserve a huge, huge shout out for me as well, man. Because well, you, you do you do more for the community than I think people realize. You know, whether it's getting information out, your fucking lists are awesome. Um, what you did for the what you did for the shootout last year, and stuff you and Dan and, and raising that big pot, and stuff. I, I you do not get the credit that you deserve for for how much you made the shootout. Because I went last year and there was nobody there, and I went this year and it was freaking packed. Yeah, you know. And if and if anyone is trying to say it's not because of your effort they can get bent because <laughs> man with all your with all your locked in posts i mean you go above and beyond for free you know what i mean like you're doing locked in stuff like you're so you know what you do for the community man guys like me you know true racers man we we appreciate it more than more than we can express to you brother so i i, I do you're 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 my last and final shout out man i greatly appreciate it it's it makes it all worth it hell yeah well, Jeremy, it's been an absolute pleasure. I mean, uh, you know, I know we've only known each other for a couple of years, but every time I see you, it feels like I've known you my whole life. So I'm so glad that we got yeah, a chance to come on same. here and do this. Yeah, me too. I was, I've been looking forward to it and, uh, and, and I'm glad I, I'm glad I got to do it, man. So I can't wait to, I can't wait to see you next year. Yes, and, sir. uh, you know, definitely throughout the year, but we'll, we'll keep in touch and, you know, as as the build progresses for what I plan on doing next year, man, I'm I'm gonna definitely I'll pick your ear too, man. Because like I said, no, all, all knowledge is good knowledge. As far as like, hey, what's the what's the good word on the street, man? Yeah. What are you hearing? I got stuff? a big, so I know big you... database of information I can pull from. Yeah, man. So, but yeah. Well, Jeremy, thanks again, and uh, I look forward to seeing you soon. Hopefully, I'll see you uh, World Cup here in about a month. All right, brother. Appreciate it, man. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you for listening to the Mitsu Times podcast. Check out our Instagram and Facebook for daily updates. Get added to our list by going to mitsutimes.org and clicking submit a slip. Thank you to all of our sponsors.